Today's podcast is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is a really awesome SEO toolset powered by big data and very well known and respected in the SEO space. Ahrefs has all the tools you need as an SEO from keyword research to website audits, but mostly, mostly Ahrefs is well known for their impressive web crawler, which crawls 4.1 million pages every minute. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, Get a chance on this podcast to win a free one-year subscription to Ahrefs. Just tweet, now listening to Search Engine Nerds podcast, and use the hashtag SEJPRIZE as one word to enter the giveaway. The contest will run from March 1st to April 1st. One winner will be drawn each week for four weeks, and winners will be announced on April 15th on SCJ Search Engine Journal. Hi, this is Lauren Baker, and welcome to today's episode of Search Engine Nerds. With me, I have Frederick Vallis from Optimizer, uh, and we'll be discussing PPC automation today. Hi, Frederick. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, Lauren? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, absolutely good. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, just to let all of our guests know, Frederick has been um, a contributor to SEJ for four or five years now, and has recently uh, contributed two different articles on um automation and how you can utilize automation as part of your overall PPC campaign management process. Uh, before we get started uh, today, Frederick, would you like to um, let every all of our listeners know a little bit about yourself and your history? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, relevant to the topic of automation, I started at Google back in 2002, and I was one of the people who was involved in quality score which is really one of the first machine learning type systems, artificial intelligence systems that we saw in the the SEM world. Um, So I was at Google for about 10 years. Uh, At the end, I was serving as the AdWords evangelist. So got to speak to a lot of people at conferences. That's how I got to know you, Lauren, Uh, meeting up at conferences, started blogging, and was generally just helping educate people on how to do PPC better. So that was a really fun role. But then In 2012, I left Google and I saw that there was still a huge opportunity to make tools to make the lives of PPC managers much easier. So at the time, I had started looking at AdWords scripts, which were brand new. And I was one of the first people to really start evangelizing those at, uh, you know, the conference circuit. And people really liked it. They were super useful. So, uh, you know, been building that into a tool that we call Optimizer today. And uh, so Optimizer has scripts, but we also have API solutions. And it's really about helping PPC managers do more with the limited time that they have and and really produce stellar results without having to pull their hair out because they're spending 24 hours a day doing stupid, repetitive manual tasks, which, you know, you know, you should be doing, but you just don't have the time to do them. Excellent. And uh, you're also, uh, you've contributed to quite uh, many different books on AdWords and PPC, have you not? Yes, uh, so I still haven't written my own book. That's still on the to-do list. But uh, yeah, in my role at Google, a lot of people were asking me to write the foreword. Uh, so I've helped Brad Geddes, David Cetela, um, Craig Danielov back in the day, the sort of the authoritative book on quality score. I helped review that one. Um, and then also on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of sophistication, 
the uh, PPC for Dummies or the AdWords for Dummies book. I was one of the reviewers on that one. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and then I've also done a lot of education through Google Partners. So, you know, hopefully I've touched most of the listeners in some positive way and, and helped people understand what to do and how to do it. Um, and, and that's what I enjoy doing, just talking about AdWords. It's kind of funny, too. I mean, people, when I when I left Google, they were like, you're not going to do AdWords anymore, right? Because I'd been doing it for 10 years. And I was like, I really like AdWords. I think it's an exciting game and it's always changing and it's it's never boring. So, yeah, let me stay in that space. And, and here I am. Yeah. Being a master of your own domain uh, means a lot. Sometimes it's very uh, tempting to try to become um, an expert in everything. But uh, the ability to focus and make one thing better uh, can be, exactly. yeah, quite an experience. Well, and, you know, I, I don't know when we're airing this, but, uh, you know, it just recently in the news, Rand Fishkin uh, is leaving malls. And yes. he wrote a great blog post on, you know, some of the things that he learned along the way. And one thing that he advises to people is exactly what you said, be an expert, one thing, because it's much easier to go from being the one expert on, like, the best person at AdWords for lawyers to take that into something more general than to go the other direction, which is, you know, you're, you're a generalist. Now you're competing against 10,000 other agencies in the country, in the United States. Yes, exactly. How do you capture people's attention that way? I'd rather Um, be the best at one thing than the fifth worst (laughs) person (laughs) at many others. So uh, totally, totally agreed there. Um, So getting into, uh, automation. Uh, we were even talking a little bit before we started recording about home automation. Uh, right now we have in the consumer sector, uh, home, um, you know, uh, Ring was just acquired by Amazon, I believe yesterday or the day before uh, for an um, ast- astronomical amount compared to what they're uh, trying to get funding for just, I believe, five years ago on Shark Tank. So um, automation has, has gone from the home into the world of uh, Facebook and customer service with uh, chat bots. Uh, you have many bots. You have uh, Larry Kim has recently launched his own uh, mobile monkey uh, mobile chat bot as well. So that's becoming a, a large uh, thing. And then also automation in the, uh, the PPC and marketing world as well. Um, so could you tell me a little bit why you think from an, opi- an educated opinion standpoint, um, automation is growing at the rate it is. Yeah, well, I think the underlying thing is the technology, right? So all of this automation, you have very simple automation, like an if this, then that type of rule. But but really the automation that people like to talk about is the machine learning, the automated bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just at this um, pivotal point in history where all of a sudden the pace of technological improvement is so fast that we can't even really comprehend as humans how quickly this is improving. Right. Um, And so if you look at PPC bid management systems five years ago, they were okay, but they often kind of missed the boat and then, you know, things fell off and you weren't so happy. Nowadays, it's much, much better. Um, It's good enough that it can often replace humans. But even if you still think that you're better at it today, well, six months from now, because of the pace of innovation and because of Moore's Law, where, where the capacity of computers doubles every 18 months, um, you know, when we're doubling on something that was already really, really good, all of a sudden we're, we're, we're leapfrogging that technology. And so I think that's why it's becoming so important because even, even if you think you're good as a human today, you should be ready for the scenario 
or six months from now, you're just blown away by how good the technology is. Uh, and one specific example, actually, you probably heard about this one, but the, uh, the AlphaGo system from Google, it's the, mm -hmm. the system that, that plays the game of Go, right. um, they invested, it, it is not official, but they think it was about $250 million to build the system that beat the human uh, champion at the game of Go. That took them several years to build the technology, and it was basically learning from looking at human games. Now, after that system was developed, they took about a month, um, up, only a couple millions of dollars, and they built a new system, AlphaGo Zero. And by playing against itself, not even looking at what humans were doing, wow. it got good enough within a month to beat the other computer system. And so that's that uh, acceleration in technology that I'm talking about, right? So uh, it took years to get to a point where it was beating a human, and then it only took a month to, to get to a point where it was beating the old computer system, a hundred games to nothing. Amazing, amazing. And, and, and you had said that uh, one thing people should be doing right now is getting ready and preparing uh, for the growth of automation and AI. Uh, from a job security standpoint, in terms of how we can prepare ourselves, uh, uh, what, what are your suggestions? And what does it mean overall for those that are currently in the marketplace, maybe doing some of this, uh, some of this PPC management on a day-to-day -day basis that could possibly easily be taken care of by scripts and automation tools? Yeah, I mean, I got so many thoughts on that. And the first one is, as a human, don't try to compete with something that a machine can do more efficiently and certainly much cheaper. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in working at Optimizer where we sell tools and automations to people, sometimes I run into someone who says, well, listen, I charge my clients $99 a month to manage their PPC for them. Um, and then I'm thinking, you know, how can you possibly charge that little money and have a good life for yourself? You're probably only doing the things that a computer could very easily have done automatically. Mm. Um, and, and But these people are very resistant to technology in a way, right? So you, you just have to, first of all, acknowledge that the computers are going to be just as good as you at certain things. And you also have to be able to say that even if the computer is not as good, even if they're 98 or 95% as good, what is that 5% difference in performance worth, um, right? If, if you are slightly less good at bidding, but it frees up five days a month that you can now work on ad text or landing page optimization, is that going to give you the bigger payoff than having gone the rest of that 5% to, towards having the perfect bidding system? Um, and these are the questions that people have to ask. So what is it that you as a human can still add a tremendous amount of value? Um, and so that's typically the creative stuff, uh, but it's also dealing with automation. So automation nowadays is really based on expert systems. Mm. So there's still no automation that you say, hey, go and advertise on AdWords. Here's a check, go and do it. Right. That's not how it works. You have to figure out which budget management system to use, which keyword automations to use, how you're gonna deal with ad text testing. Um, and so you, in a sense, become kind of like the quarterback. You have to figure out who are the players that you want on your team and how are you going to execute on every play based on what you're seeing in the market, right? So putting those pieces together. And I think that's going to be very necessary for a while. Um, and then the final component is now that you've, you know, hopefully won the game for your customer, your client, your boss, it's still about talking to them and understanding what is the fundamental business and, and how does that maybe impact the next round of testing that we have to do. Um, and if results aren't amazing, 
uh, having the empathy to talk to the person and, and explaining why maybe things didn't go the way they yeah. should have gone. Maybe it was the, the industry, it was the competition, it was something else. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, it sounds like for the most part, uh, managing the day-to-day -day operations, being able to make sense of the data, being made, able to make sense of the results, and really customer communication at the end of the day are some very important attributes to be able to prepare and lead what's happening from an automation perspective. Uh, speaking of AI automation in Google, uh, not only is Google able to dominate the uh, game of Go, but uh, recently, I believe as soon as uh, uh, yesterday, um, uh, Google recruited Amazon Alexa's head of AI, Ashwin Ram, over to lead Google Cloud AI, which is a pretty big deal. So in addition to that, um, with AI being such an important part of Google as a whole, what else do you currently see them doing on the PPC side of things for us to prepare for? Well, yeah, and actually to that point of the, the, the new hire that they have, I find it so exciting that Google actually makes artificial intelligence available in the cloud. They used to yeah. have the Google Prediction API, now it's the Google Cloud Machine Learning API. And, and, and why this is so exciting to me is that it enables any business to leverage the same sorts of technologies that big companies like Google have, mm -hmm. but in their business context. And so, and so here's the thing about Google, right? So Google is really pushing very hard for advertisers to give up a lot of the control and the micromanagement because they know computers can do a lot of that stuff better, more efficiently, um, and at a lower cost, ultimately. But the one thing that's often being missed is there is still something unique about many businesses and you as the business owner or as the advertising agency, you know that stuff and you know the types of things that the machine maybe should be looking at. Um, if you think about machine learning, it's basically pattern recognition, right? Now the patterns that the system is recognizing is based on what the vendor has access to. So in Google's world, they have access to who was the person, what was the search that was being done, uh, what was the time of day, those types of aspects. Uh, but what if you, as the business owner, you sell event tickets and you know that there's a really strong probable correlation between whether it's raining and how many baseball tickets you sell? Is Google looking at the weather in, in the cities where you sell tickets? Well, maybe, but maybe not. We don't know. But here you have access to their machine learning system and you can actually plug all of that data into it and you can come up with a better starting point. Hmm. And then Google can still do its magic on top of that but at least you're kind of guiding them to closer what, what is the right solution. Um, and I think that's such an important role for agencies too and, and PPC managers because, um, and I think I posted about this recently, but if you think about photography, having gone digital, yeah. nowadays people, they don't know how to take photos anymore because they just take a hundred photos and they throw away the 99 bad ones and that's it, it didn't cost anything. And they look like an amazing photographer, but you can't do that in PPC because if you're buying a hundred clicks, to learn which one is the good one. Like that's a lot of money down the drain. And from Google's perspective, making billions of dollars a year, you know, that's maybe okay, right? They don't care about the thousand dollars that goes into an experiment. But if you're a smaller advertiser, that thousand dollars that it took to get Google to actually learn what it needed to learn and to, to have a bid system that was good, that's painful. That's a thousand dollars you would have wanted to, it could have been from your bottom line. So that's a thousand dollars out of a small business's pocket. That's meaningful. Um, and so being able to play on top of Google systems, but getting yeah. them closer to the right answer, that's where you need to go. Very cool. Um, I, I, as a blast of the past, I uh, kind of reminds me of uh, 
I think the original intent of the Yahoo Pipes program, right? But yeah. being able to kind of go in and um, maneuver and utilize that data accordingly uh, to help out yourself um, is a great thing. And I'm sure by Google releasing that in the, cl in the cloud for the crowd to utilize, will also learn a little bit more on how their data is being utilized by business owners accordingly and put together some nice tools and uh, recipes for that as well. Um, and speaking of pipes, by the way, so I actually was using the Yahoo API for uh, weather-based data yesterday because, um, you know, we have a client, they have some ski resorts and they want a bit differently when it's snowing. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? And, and it's so cool how Yahoo, Google, Amazon, they're making this data available and making it so easy to plug it into something else. Um, so you can really do things that were really difficult a couple of years ago. Um, now it takes you half a day to set something like that up. Yeah, I remember back when I used to do a little bit of PPC, and this was a long time ago, even doing something as simple as day parting was a, uh, was a challenge. So the fact yeah. that, that uh, you can change your advertising campaigns and spend based upon weather patterns is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Pretty amazing. Do you have any other examples of how PPC um, uh, pros can utilize um, this AI data or automation to make their work easier and more targeted? Yeah, I mean, so I think the AI is really on the high end of the sophistication spectrum. And, and one of my recent posts on Search Engine Journal was really um, to kind of tell people it doesn't have to be that comprehensive or that advanced. Because I do a lot of sessions at conferences about scripts. And I'm always right. a little bit bummed out by how few people show up. And when I ask people, it's not that they uh, don't like the whole concept of scripts. It's just that they think it's beyond them. Because I'm a marketer, I'm not technical, so I'm not even going to touch this stuff. Right. So. Um, you know, companies like my own, uh, free AdWords scripts, uh, a website that we own, there's free scripts on there that you can pick up, you can install them, and 15 minutes later, you're up and running, and you really don't have to do a lot of coding. You just copy-paste, change one or two variables, and that's it. Excellent. Um, so that's really where I want people to start. On the high end of the spectrum, um, I think it really is about bringing in your own business data into the mix and, and starting to look for those patterns. And the beauty about machine learning is that it's not on us, the humans, to figure out this is what's going to be meaningful. It's about us throwing a lot of data at the machine and letting the machine figure out what is important. Classic story from uh, from my Google days, and people may have heard it before, but we looked in quality score to see if there was a correlation between the lunar cycle and click-through rates. Um, and it was kind of a random question to ask, but we asked it because we were curious, and it turns out that there is no correlation. So uh, we ended up not using that as a signal. But we considered it. And, and that's sort of the point for any business that's out there. If you think anything could have an impact, test it. Ask the question and see what comes back. Excellent. Excellent. And um, that was uh, what was the URL of, of the free scripts site again? FreeAdwordScripts.com. Okay. So for so you, that was uh, out there. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah so Russell out. Savage. Um, he's spoken at a, a few conferences. He was putting a lot of uh, great scripts on there. But then he sort of slowed down a bit. Um, you know, he got a new job, and we thought that was a really cool website. So just to keep the momentum going, we uh, we ended up acquiring that, and now we're putting a, a few new scripts on there to make sure that we're helping the community. Very cool. So, um, what are some new scripts that you're currently working on and that you've released lately uh, that could uh, help out um, PPC managers across the board? Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> 
we put out a script when Google changed the over delivery mechanism. Yeah. So it used to be that you could do 120%. Now it's up to double your daily budget could be spent in one day. So we wrote a simple script that brings back your 20% cap or mm. any cap between zero and 100%. Um, and, and the beauty of this, by the way, it took 30 lines of code to undo a change that some people didn't like from Google. right? And that's, to me, the power of scripts. It doesn't take right. a very long time to get things to work the way that you're used to. Now, I actually do recommend people leverage what Google has built because we have another script that's really popular, which sets the daily budgets based on how much budget is left in the month. And it accounts for day of week patterns. So we look historically to know that Mondays may be 50% more volume than Sundays. And so based on that, we can over allocate budgets on those days. Um, there's that one. Um, and then you know, I, we, we've written scripts that are really popular to build out entire campaigns. So uh, mixing and matching a Google spreadsheet of all your products, all your services with a template. And then the script just runs and basically updates your inventory on the fly. The whole campaign is inventory driven. Um, so a good alternative to DSA type campaigns. Um, you know, budget management. And so when we think about scripts, by the way, it's mostly really binary type decisions. If it's something where you don't have to do a lot of thinking about what is the action you would take as a result of something, that is really good to script. Um, so if you want to maintain an account level monthly budget, which is a very common thing in business, but Google doesn't support it. Google has campaign level daily budgets, right? So doing the translation from campaign level daily to account level monthly, very easy for a script. And if you've spent too much, well, it's pretty obvious that you want to pause things at that point. So those types of scripts tend to work really well. Excellent. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about automation, AI, um, and AdWords. But uh, one question I have for you is that in the world of SEO, uh, there's an ongoing discussion on how uh, voice search, uh, whether it's you know uh, Google Home, Alexa, or Siri, is going to change or is changing. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> is changing the way that um, uh, results are given and uh, the way basically that that uh, folks are are writing content, uh, putting together SEO strategies to be more natural language, more, um, uh, more of a conversation uh, in, in uh, content that's being put on, on the site or contributed to sites and getting more in the Q&A. Um, I haven't necessarily uh, seen much um, personally in the world of AdWords um, or advertising as a whole. Uh, have you seen any types of uh, AdWords or paid advertising offerings around uh, voice search, whether it be on any of the um, uh, anything that's empowering that right now from a, a assistant standpoint. Um, and what are your predictions in terms of yeah. what we may see in the future? Yeah, so that's that's a big question. Um, it's a question I ask Google whenever I have a chance. When is their advertising system going to support these voice assistants? Um, there's a lot more work for them to do. And, and, and kind of the way the world of advertising is moving is there's always fewer and fewer results that matter. And that started on the desktop where we could have 12 ads on a page. And then it was on a mobile device where it's really just the three ads above the, the search results that matter. And now we're going to go to a world where it's the top result that matters because that's the primary one your voice assistant will offer. Um, and then only by actively saying, 
no, that one is not good enough, will you get to the next one? Um, and in fact, Wall Street Journal just wrote a, a good piece on this where CPG companies are very concerned because right now they can buy shelf space in the supermarket and that's how consumers find a new product. Yeah. Uh, but as more and more people start to ask the voice assistant, hey, you know, buy more cereal. Well, it already knows which cereal you've been buying. So mm -hmm. it kind of keeps you with what you typically do. Um, and if you want something new, it's, it's just going to be that number one result, uh, and usually the Amazon result in that case, the Amazon product, that's going to win that game. Oh. I haven't seen anyone really offering advertising in this space. The way that Optimizer is thinking about this, by the way, is more as uh, assisting and guiding people in conversation. So we're actually close to launching something where you will have a voice assistant who can participate in a client meeting. And so you as the account manager, you can say, okay, well, here's the overview of how we did, what we worked on. But then the client has a question. They want to know, well, how did my clicks change between January 2016 and January 2018? I mean, I don't know that answer off the top of my head, but hey, let me ask my voice assistant. And, and the device is sitting right there in the room. Oh, nice. It gives me the answer that the client was looking for, right? So I don't have to go digging through AdWords. Or, um, yeah, that's, that's an automation uh, I, I could see of, of a lot of value as well. Right, especially on exactly. conference calls. Um, excellent. And at the same time, uh, when we're, you know, if it's not, it's it's not a shelf space opportunity, but it kind of is because if you go and you say, you know, order me more cereal, and then the response would be, oh, just to let you know, um, in addition to your typical order of Cheerios. Uh, currently, yada yada is having a sale on fruity pebbles, type thing. Or, you know, we've noticed that um, you like this. Well, how about adding this additional product to your breakfast, whatever it may be? So there's, especially outside of cereal, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I would imagine from the uh, comparative search component and AI of things that are currently on special, um, new products that are launching. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, uh, for the end user to select from. Yeah, and it makes me worry a little bit about the echo chamber effect and how that's going to influence the types of products that we get exposed to. Because um, you know the way machine learning will probably look at that is it'll bucket me in a group of people who have similar behaviors, right? And hence I'll be eating the same cereal that my network of <laughs> friends is eating. Um, is that is that a good thing? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, these are huge questions to be resolved. And, and I think the the chill pill that we can all take is, listen, voice search today is really still, for the most part, a way to ask the assistant to show you a page of results. Yes. Even on the Echo Show, you're still going to see uh, what the options are. So it's still search results, ad results, the way that we've always had them on the screen. And it's going to take a while before that really becomes a truly, completely... Uh, voice-based interaction. Not just reading the screen for you, but actually having that conversation. Exactly. Um, excellent. Uh, so is there anything else that you'd like to discuss or uh, bring up with our Search Engine Nerds listeners uh, before we let you go today? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would love anyone who's interested in all of this automation and efficiency to uh, to take a look at Optimizer. Um, I, I will take a moment to spell it because it is often misspelled. We left out a, quite a few letters there. It's O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R. Um, and so we got a free trial up there. We got a lot of scripts that people can try. Um, and, and honestly, I, I love building the stuff that people ask me for. 
So if anyone doesn't find an automation that they really, really need, um, it's great material for me for my next search engine journal post. So please uh, drop me a line or tweet me um, and I'll see what I can build for you. Absolutely. That sounds great. And again, just to remind listeners, we will be dropping links to uh, uh, the uh, optimizer, uh, Frederick's uh, uh, latest um, articles on SEJ about um, AdWords scripts and automation and a lot of the different resources that he's uh, discussed today. Um, so Frederick, it's, it's been quite a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time uh, to hop on our uh, Search Engineers podcast today. Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you, Lauren. You're welcome. Where will we be speaking, seeing you speak next, by the way? So I'll be at uh, SMX West in San Jose in March. Then I'm going to Italy for AdWorld experience. Uh, then I'll be keynoting at uh, HeroConf in Austin in April. Oh, nice. And then you can find me in Sydney uh, in May. Um, and then I'll take a quick break for summer, and then, uh, then we'll be back in action. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Frederick. It's been a pleasure.